Welcome to the Weekly Roar. I'm Grant Bruner. I'm Rob Webster. This is episode 765. With us today is Lothlin! It's been a long time, Lothlin! Yeah, I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> it's fine. Just glad to, glad to finally talk to you again. Or you have a you have an animal you'd like to you'd like to discuss? Oh, there's cats. There's always cats. In fairness, while you well, the last time we recorded, Rob and I recorded, and you were not able to make it, we did both pick cats in your honor. Oh my gosh! Thank you so much. That's okay. <laughs> Someone had to. Yeah. Uh, if not us, who? <laughs> uh, Rob, what? Uh, you have an animal you like to you like to think about? Uh, that I like to think about. Not today. It's seagulls. They be honking. Honk honk honk. Are you giving them? A, are you giving them a French fry? I hear that's what they mostly want. Yes, they do like French fries. They call them chips, as do mm. I uh, around here. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they they. I mean, they don't particularly care about m- the no- name of it. Um, oh, they, mate. It's, it's got you the chippy, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, he called it a French fry. What a what a little guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, they wake me up at six o'clock in the morning recently. Uh, they're not my pals. Boo. Uh, uh, my wife does not like birds in general, but specifically does like seagulls because they, they've got moxie. What? <laughs> I do, I do, I do like them when they're not screaming at me. I find them quite funny, particularly oh, the little rats with wings. <laughs> <laughs> I think, well, she also likes rats, so oh, there we go. So it does, it does, it does make sense. Um, I'm going to go with because uh, I recently puppy sat uh, and slash house sat uh, over the last weekend, uh, and I'm going to pick the two good dogs that you that you two, not that you listener, but you two can see in uh, the general channel in our Discord. I was uh, very impressed with them. They're lovely, Baby dogs. and Leia. <laughs> baby um, is baby named after Baby Yoda? N- no, but also here's the thing. So the one on the right, Leia, is um, ha- you can't see it in this particular photo because her ears are down. But she has very she is very dingo like, and it's so like I'm like oh they named it ba- they named the other dog Baby because it's like oh a dingo stole my baby. No, <laughs> they just liked Baby. But it's like you have, you have two reasons why one might name their dog Baby with this other dog, and the answer is no to both <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're just not a duo yeah no. um, me immediately I thought about um, dirty dancing yeah nobody puts baby in the corner yeah but baby also the funny thing is everybody puts baby in the corner baby puts baby in the corner because <laughs> she she really like there's a crate so like oh like overnight or like if you're out of the house um, so they don't tear things up. They have like a nice, like a big, spacious crate to be in, and um, the crate, the crate will be open. Like humans will be there, like kicking it. She could be anywhere in the house that she wants, but she's like, no, I'm gonna take a nap in the crate. I like, I like the crate. I don't want, I don't want to be out of the crate. <laughs> Um, so that's funny. I mean, that's, that's, that's good because crates are generally supposed to be like the uh, safe space for the doggies. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, it's it's good. It is not it is not punishment. They they uh, happily go in there uh, on their own accord. Um, Rob, you went to the land of the rising sun again. Yes, yes, Japan as we Nihon. Call it. Yes, Nihon as they call it, uh, or as yeah. some of them call it. <laughs> um, Did they send my shrimp again? I think uh, I I got through the thing almost entirely shrimp free. I uh, <laughs> I went to a restaurant where they were serving 
craving vegetarian food, and uh, they that that one of one of the dishes had cod roe on top of it, which I guess is technically eggs, so is technically acceptable. But I still pawned that off on on on, on Laura. Is it is it so so? It's solely because you don't lo- you, you think that it's icky, or because like I can't imagine there being like a if you are okay with chicken eggs. Yeah, I, I don't see how I don't see the I, like. Is it? It's just it's just because you think it's icky. Yeah, it's it, it feels too much like eating fish mm. in a way that is purely sense based as opposed to uh, yeah vibes, not logic. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It, it has a it has a seafood vibe, and you oh. don't. And so like even even like the essence of seafood. Food, even if it isn't literally seafood if it is like seafood adjacent you're not into it yeah i'll, I'll sometimes have seaweed based stuff sometimes that's fine but uh yeah I, I think if it's from the sea it's not for me uh, seaweed, which is yeah <laughs> if it's seaweed then yeah um i'm a i'm a huge well i mean i grow up in like the, 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 the like well yeah i grew up in the sea i'm from the sea <laughs> my, um no but like I, I grew up in like the crab like this is like the crab capital of the u.s like the chesapeake bay area is like it's it's the most crabby um so like i have all sorts of like seafood it's a very seafood heavy area um maybe maybe not as seafoody as japan but still very seafoody so it would be that would be one of the things like if i became vegetarian losing seafood would be one of the things that would be really really difficult do you also have a special um clam chowder maybe no well no the answer the answer is like not really um like i clams are not really like huge here um but crabs are but crabs yes crabs definitely are um uh crawfish uh also like uh shrimp to some extent even though like we're not necessarily the most the biggest on like local shrimp but shrimp are still served like very very heavily here and i grew up eating a lot of shrimp so uh yeah it's real real seafoody but but Back to back to uh, Nippon. Sorry, sorry. Um, oh, go ahead. No, no, just apologize oh. for the tangent. Oh, it's okay. Um, tell us about your your adventure because you went for you went for like what two three weeks? Yeah, three whole weeks. Uh, yeah, no, it's been really good. It's one of those things that's very very hard to <laughs> like whenever people, particularly with colleagues from work, if they ask, "Oh yeah, how was your holiday?" I'm like, "This is three weeks of my life. I covered a lot of stuff." It's just to, yeah, but you're um, like you know like what are what's the what's the coolest shit like oh. or, like what is the novel shit that you did that you haven't done in Japan before. Oh, yeah, here I'm just going to hog the mic. But at work or something, it's like, oh, God, I've got to condense this as fast as possible. Um, <laughs> um, uh, well, I was on a plane for a long time. Yeah. Um, and then we <laughs> ate some food with rice. Uh, and then I came home. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. That's, for that's, three weeks. That's the cliff notes. Uh, next topic note. So, uh, yeah, so one thing that I was not expecting, um, or I guess maybe I was expecting to some extent, is quite how much, because uh, we are no longer allowed to fly over Russian air space mm. uh, that really extends the flight Fucks everything up really makes it quite unpleasant so um i'm not very good at sleeping on planes anyway uh our flight left at like 9 30 a.m ish from the uk and then it arrived in tokyo 9 30 a.m the following day through it so basically i just had like a full day followed by you are not allowed to 
sleep, it's the, new, it's the start of a new day again. And the other mistake that we have made, um, other than <laughs> Ukraine and Russia being in a land war, uh, was that we had decided so for a long, well, for the, the last couple of times we've gone, we've gone, oh, what's really, really nice is after we've had a nice, after we've had a long, horrible uh, plane journey, is to find a hot spring of some variety, go to a hotel that's got a hot spring in it or something like that. And we, we had that as our plan, but we also had a plan of one thing that we've done a lot of is city breaks, but we've not really gone into the sticks particularly. We've not really gone into the back of beyond... Uh, to 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 little to little places with low populations. So that's what we wanted to do this time. So we were like looking for all of these hotels with like uh, these Ryokan with with onsen in them, uh, and we found one in a place called Semi Onsen, and we were like, yeah, that'll be great. This what is it? Three hours from Tokyo. That's after we've just been on the after we've just been on the plane. That'll be absolutely no bother whatsoever. But it ended <laughs> up being this process where like, oh, we had to actually then once we'd got off the plane, we had to trade this form that we'd been given for our rail pass and then we needed to get to the rail station and then we were stuck behind someone who was booking all of their seats for the entire uh, for their entire two weeks in Japan. I know this because I I watched them book every single one being like, please, please, we've got a train. The next train is two hours later. We missed that train. So we were like in Tokyo Station, which is this is is quite a it's quite a cursed place when you're tired. Uh and just like I was genuinely, genuinely quite fucked off by the time that we arrived in this this train station in the back of beyond where we'd not slept for about 24 hours it was raining it's there were there weren't really many street lights uh there wasn't any sign of people it's the train platform was entirely unmanned there was nobody there and we were trying to find our way to this to this uh hotel that was like and we were going through the back streets and we were like this all looks absolutely it, it looked a little bit it looked a little bit dodge honestly i don't know if that was just us being grumpy but then we got to the hotel and it was just like this nicest most luxurious room uh they had someone who came to our room to bring us dinner and it was this 10 course thing where they'd created special vegetarian options for me and it was just this absolute like oh we've just had a genuinely dreadful travel experience and then to arrive here in this quiet corner of japan with nothing to do for like the next two or three days except get my bearings again and just eat lovely food and, and talk to people that was like there was a real it's the, it's you know when you're wearing really uncomfortable shoes and you take them off and you're like oh my god my feet being not in shoes just feels incredible it was like that but like a thousand times yes or like you've been at like a like an event all day and then you get to sit down and you're just like oh this is the best feeling i've ever had in my life yeah it was that but with room service and a hot spring it was just wonderful so so what i am curious about is obviously you have spent a lot of time working on your japanese since you were in since last you were in japan yes how comfortable were you and how well were you able to get around with your like increased um ability with japanese so it was a really really weird one so um there was a lot of stuff that so because i'm used to having like an hour-long conversation with the japanese person who is specifically tailoring their japanese to my level Mm -hmm. of japanese every week um the normal so so let's let's say i'm going to uh the grocery store 
and I'm just going to buy a little bit of bread. Um, le- le- yeah, let's say I'm buying a donut or something. If I go to the counter, they will usually mumble something at a normal speed for them. And I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> and th- there was one phrase that I only learned by the end of the trip. Um, and it was, um, which is, do you need a plastic bag? But I had no idea what they were saying every single time. And I was just like, it was genuinely denting my confidence a little bit because I thought I was quite good at Japanese. And every time that I, like, so many of the conversations that I had were just these very short interactions, which in the UK I would consider the easiest thing in the world. And I was just like, oh, fuck, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. But as it turned out, um, for later on in the trip, we started having longer conversations with people. And we, we, we got we got there like we were actually so <laughs> laura had a two hour long conversation with someone on a train who did not speak a word of english uh which was genuinely like there was a lot of a lot of oh um you, you, you know when you when you're saying like i don't know you might call socks like foot gloves or something like that there, there's that level of i don't fully have the word so i'm going mm-hmm. to talk around it and i'm but going you to, know you can you can you can get the gist yeah 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 and someone who's genuinely there to have a chat with you who's genuinely interested in what you're saying and is going okay this person doesn't fully understand uh, all of the japanese so that genuinely i was surprised by and it felt wonderful being able to have conversations with people who yeah we previously wouldn't have been able to so this town that we uh, landed in that was yeah a little bit back of beyond it's quite a low population um and we were going around there basically the first day trying to recover from jet lag or just trying to recover from being in a horrible plane for ages um and uh laura, laura started talking to someone in the hot spring um so there were two older ladies who were talking in japanese to one another and then eventually one of them said in japanese oh do you speak japanese um and laura was saying oh yeah yeah a little bit and they started to include her in the conversation and every japanese person that uh, laura had a particularly long conversation with asked what do you think of king charles that seems to be the question on everyone's lips at the moment (laughs) uh to which her answer was i don't have the vocabulary to to describe i i am cringe at thinking of what they would ask an american oh goodness me yes like obviously it would have been trump before yes but like uh how 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 you like all those gun deaths (laughs) like what was this this year yeah like like i don't know like what that like oh well your queen died i guess that's a talking point i know that uh but like what the american i i i I just like shiver just considering being asked questions about like what what would be the most known american thing that's happened recently it's like oh god (laughs) as as far as i'm aware uh Japanese people who said they were to the US and are familiar with the US, they are only talking about Hawaii, so... Oh yeah, I mean, like obviously, like that the the trip from Japan to Hawaii and Hawaii to Japan is a whole lot better than going to 
the mainland. That is a a, a lengthy, lengthy trip. Um, but then all and then also like obviously like Hawaii, the like the like culture and and linguistics of Hawaii are much more influenced by Japan than like the rest of the United States. Yeah, yeah. That no, that's um, you know that was neither here nor there. Never mind. Yeah. One thing um, as well that was striking is that a lot of the people who we spoke to in Japanese uh, would just give us gifts afterwards, which was really weird. Not something we've experienced before on previous journeys. Um, but Thanks yeah, like, trying. sorry. Thanks for trying. Kind of, kind of like that. Yes. Yeah, so, well, also because you're like, is it because you're not in Tokyo? I wonder is if that is, a th- or like you're, it's not just, or like you're not in a big city because you're in like a relatively small place people are way more like like if you live in tokyo even though obviously like the vast majority of people in tokyo are just going to be native japanese people but like you're probably see if you if you walk out on the streets you're probably going to see people who are foreign whereas if you live in like an off the beaten path part you're probably not seeing people who are not japanese regularly like every single day yeah we were certainly the only the only white people that we saw in semi onsen like yeah. it was it was otherwise as far as i could tell more people who lived in in the area or had yeah. traveled to the area in order to stay in that particular hot spring um but yeah a, a lot of domestic tourists and yeah they were like um so the woman who'd asked laura about uh king charles the the following day um or just as we were leaving uh we bumped into them uh on a bridge like laura was just doing doing a sketch or something while we were waiting for our train to go and they were just like oh do you have time i'm going to i'm going to grab grab, grab you a little they actually asked uh what year are you what, how old are you uh nansai Diska. and uh i was going oh i'm 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 33 why and Laura said, oh, almost 30. And then this old woman just absolutely legged it back to the hotel, being like, oh, just wait here for a little bit. And she came back with these tiny little um, charms that she'd bought, I think, from from in the front of the hotel that were like uh, our birth year zodiac like animals. And it was just like, oh, my oh, goodness. That's everyone. a very sweet. It's so nice. And they those people as well, <laughs> uh, like when we got on the train, they turned up at the station and waved us off and we were like oh my goodness this is like and we were like trying to think could we could we give like i think what we ended up doing was writing a message in japanese and english to them just saying it was so nice to meet you thank you so much with a little a little drawing of the uk on the globe just like <laughs> trying to trying to but yeah we the, the, like those kinds of moments we've never had before and it was it, we we had several this journey and it was really cool i mean that makes total sense right it's like going off the beaten path going places where that don't probably see a ton of of foreign tourists it, yes. it, it is uh, like now that you say that i'm like of course of course that would be your experience like or that way they would be like oh hey this is like a very novel thing this is how interesting especially yeah being able to speak the language as well and being able to have if a if fractured interaction still an interaction still being able to have that conversation of oh how old are you oh i'm 33 do you like the king uh am i like yeah yeah it's it's, it's really cool it's also a little bit of like a weird question like how do you feel about the king like because what what if your answer is like fucking fuck that guy and like (laughs) obviously that is like your actual in your heart feeling i'm sure you didn't say fuck that guy um but like it's a weird it's a weird question to ask somebody about like this thing that is like i don't know 
complicated and like very like has a very specific like political bent to it yeah although i did end up having a conversation in which i got to mention that i really don't like boris johnson so that was mm-hmm. that was good it's nice to throw that in when i'm traveling around the world <laughs> yeah, just the fuck bojo yeah no man's a prick absolutely get rid of him that's my advice i know and, he's and, not prime minister yeah ri- and risky is fucking whatever man like no, he doesn't even he doesn't even rank in the tell him to get fucked <laughs> yeah yeah no compared to boris johnson woo, uh, but yeah so that was that was really nice uh, another place that i wanted to flag that i enjoyed and it's another place where they don't get uh, as many like they get they get a lot of tourism but it tends to be pretty much i think it's 96 percent or something domestic tourism because mm-hmm. there's a town called uh beppu which is in the south of japan um where they have a hot spring festival every year um and it's laura had wanted to go to like a summer festival or whatever um for a while you know like like the, the japanese drums and like people in uh like people people in food stands giving like all all of that stuff um so we went there not really knowing anything about it except that it's hot spring based uh and that at some point um people throw hot water at each other Right. You really come you come back to the UK, you're just you just giant burns all down your face. <laughs> it's fortunately not boiling water. But <laughs> yeah. It's it's so we got there and it was it was it started off very, very civilized. I don't know the, you know the traditional I'm trying to think of the way of describing it. Uh there's like a slow Japanese dance which is um it's called Bonodori, uh, um, and there's a lot of slow hand motions. You're probably oh, yeah. imagining, but, but yeah, this is this isn't the, this isn't the dance that has the fan. This is a separate thing. Uh, it didn't have a fan when okay. I saw it. Okay, so um, like I know that the, I know that like there are there's like a like a tradition that involves. Um, I don't I don't know if they're geishas. I, I don't know enough, but I know that there are like fan dances, and I assume that this is a separate tr- dance tradition. Yeah, yeah, it's a very um, the one with the hands, yeah, I know which one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, it's very hand based. So we in, in the in the town center, uh, there were there were lots of people from all of the different hot springs, and they were wearing um, like yukatas, like kimono type things that were uh, so the uniforms of each of their hot springs, um, and they they were all doing this dance with like live music, live performers, um, and Laura's. It's one of those things where I don't, I, I. I can't fully explain why, but it's just like, oh, this is making me a little bit emotional watching it. It was really, it was really nice. It was very cool. And we'd been, we'd been walking through the town all morning as well, and people were like, um, yep. carrying these portable shrines, one of which was like the shape of an ogre's head, uh, all throughout town. I'll put some of these photos uh, in the Discord for you. Um, and at one stage, the people mm-hmm. who were doing the dance invited us in to join them. So we ended up doing the little dance with them as well and we were really trying to like I was really trying to follow the steps because everyone else knew exactly what they were doing and it was like maybe four sequences of hand movements then foot movements then clapping and I kept on getting it all mixed up but like the the spec some of like the Japanese people who were watching us were going ah Jozu talent skilled very good like just cheering <laughs> us on a little bit which is really nice as well and that felt that felt great that was really nice it's like when you got to, when you go to a, like a Catholic wedding and they do like their like handshaking rituals and I'm like I don't know any of this shit 
I don't know. I don't know any of this shit. And they're like, but peace be upon you or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know, dog. I don't, I don't, I'm not Catholic. I don't know any of your rules. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is it a little bit like that? Except we were, we were thrilled to be participating. We were just like, oh, that looks so nice and such a nice time. And yeah. Everyone was just being like, you're doing so well. And we're like, we needed to hear that. Thank you. <laughs> That's so cute. Uh, that sounds that sounds great. What is, uh, what is your favorite thing you ate uh, this uh, this trip? Oh, that is a really difficult question. Um, I would say that my favorite thing that I ate, Jesus. Um, oh, oh, there was a really nice bakery that we um, that we were one of our Airbnbs. This was in Tokyo. This is right at the end of the trip. Um, was basically right on top of um and every morning we would just buy like three or four different baked goods for for less than probably less than a pound each like maybe 120 yen something like that and it was it was really nice waking up and having this selection of freshly baked uh like a a walnut and cocoa tart or something Mm. like that that was that was good. I can tell you uh, the worst thing that I ate was ice cream pizza. <laughs> uh, did you regret it immediately where you're like, no, what did I do? Yeah, no, pretty much immediately. I think the moment that I regretted it uh, was the moment that I ordered it and the waiter went, uh, I- ice cream pizza. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I, I, so I, sure because it's listed as plus ice cream brackets osuzume which is recommendation um so <laughs> i i ordered uh ah hitotsu um Quattro uh, formaggio pizza kudasai to ice cream kudasai and the the guy just looked at me and I I had to go to the menu and go it says it's the chef's recommendation and he was like yeah okay I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll like, whip one right up you're the boss yeah like, and then you leave and he's like this fucking foreigner came in and ordered ice cream on pizza yeah and from that point onwards I was slightly worried that it was purely a prank that it was purely like some kind of let's get let, <laughs> let's get all the tourists and get them to eat ice cream on pizza and it came out with uh, <laughs> so they brought out it was just a quattro formaggio pizza with a massive dollop of ice cream in the center of it but they also brought a uh, a little jug of maple syrup which i thought if this is a prank that's a lovely touch to be like maple syrup <laughs> yeah yeah are they eating maple syrup on ice cream or worse maple syrup on pizza i mean or maybe it's only when you combine the two do you add maple syrup so i will say i think that the maple syrup was the uh was the bridge that i needed from the ice cream to the pizza to sort of make sense with both like cheese and honey is good yes like a honey type thing and ice cream is good like it it basically (laughs) the two should not have met but i'm glad that they had the the syrup as a go-between um 
But yeah, that was weird. If if you didn't happen to know an American, me particularly, who has aggressive pizza feelings, do you think you would have actually done that? Oh God, what are your aggressive pizza feelings? I'm sorry. Oh, they're just that like places like Japan and to some extent the United Kingdom are pizza criminals. Yeah, no, I absolutely would have done. Is so because I am a vegetarian in Japan, and because I am so often unable to try the weird local specialty that they've put in front of me and it's just like they're going ah this place is well known for its beef and I'm like well guess I can't participate in that anytime I see something that's fucked up on a menu and I'm like well I've never had that before and I am in Japan I think I think I've got to give it a go right yeah I'm looking at does Laura's pizza is that like is that like bacon and eggs it looks like Canadian bacon oh I I don't I I remember nothing about Laura's pizza I was was right because I mean it's right next to uh, uh, ice cream pizza how can you how can you spend any of your brain power on the normal pizza i couldn't take anything in is yeah it was <laughs> it blinded I, you with pizza <laughs> i think she liked it that was my recollection um but i did feel bad for spending the entire pizza thinking is this a prank i don't think this is good because <laughs> when uh, it was time to pay the bill the waitress came out and she's like you know what that's my favorite pizza i really like that pizza and i was like oh no <laughs> <laughs> They genuinely like it. This isn't. I've been. I've been openly slagging this off. Or, or you got to go the other way, Rob. What if she is egging you on? Yeah. Oh, do you want another? Yeah. Oh, it's our favorite. It would be rude for you to say no to another one. It's on the house. Yeah. Well, either way, I. I think by the end, I thought I can maybe see. I can see why if you don't respect pizzas, uh-huh. there might be. I think if I were a different person, I can understand what someone might have got out of it. But it was not. I I spent most of that pizza thinking, man, I wish this pizza didn't have an ice cream on it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, or boy, I wish I had pizza and then ice cream, um, yeah, and oh, not and not nice. them on together mixed on my plate. Um, that's a great I, idea. You should patent that. Yeah. <laughs> well, man, I'm a fucking artisanal genius. Um, of don't put ice cream on pizza. Uh, TM. Uh, yeah. But that sounds. I mean, listen. The picture is incredible. It, it's a great. It's a great story. Yeah, and you know, sometimes that's that's what I'm doing it for. I did. Uh, I did get from Pizza Hut a corn mayonnaise and potato pizza, oh. uh, which. I genuinely quite liked. Criminals. Just the worst pizza crimes. Yeah, they're pretty bad pizza crimes. Sorry? Mayonnaise pizza is is just a fucking, just a crime. Delicious, delicious crime. (laughs) I'm I'm sorry, I can't get over corn on pizza. Why? Why Hmm. do you do to yourself? You're not going to even fucking eat it. It's just going to get pooped out. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, listen, listen, I don't want corn on my pizza, but I feel like... uh, when the pizza is corn and mayonnaise, I'm my my disgust of the mayonnaise pizza overrides my dislike of the corn pizza. Look, um, I think that there there's great deal of emotions here going on <laughs> about who hates the, what is the most hated ingredient of that particular combo for all yeah. of us. Yes, it, it 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 certainly it certainly evokes strong emotions. There's um, a lot to sink your teeth into. <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> I would not want to sink my teeth into, and I, <laughs> I am one of those heathens who actually like pineapple on pizza. <laughs> yeah, so like a pine, like a so like a Hawaiian pizza, like a pineapple and bacon pizza. 
I'm not opposed to it. I am not, I'm not somebody who, like, thinks it's disgusting. It's definitely not the pizza that I would order if I was the one ordering pizza. But if people order it, I think it's fine and I eat it and I don't have a problem. It's just that, because uh, there are versions with, with just ham. But I greatly prefer bacon. Yeah. Than, than ham to it, because it's just fantastic then uh, yeah but uh there's it's working on the same principle as salted caramel yeah yes absolutely it is it is very similar and so like it's also one of those things where so like uh, i don't I, I don't know what the pizza situation is like for both of you like what what is or isn't but like so like a white pizza where it would have like an olive oil base or and and like it would have like a a a soft cheese on top um and then you know whatever some sort of some sort of herb um yeah. so like a white pizza is is fine i don't i'm not i'm not i'm not against a white pizza but if i say Oh man, I could really go for a pizza and then people like hand me a white pizza. I'm going to be a little disappointed because that's not what I mean when I when I say pizza period, like end of sentence. Yeah. White pizza is like almost an entirely different thing to me. I agree. It's more like a focaccia, isn't it? It certainly depends on like like you definitely can get it that way for sure with like the thick like the thicker crust. Um, in here, it's, it's, I would say it's more often than not the thinner crust, but yeah, you definitely, you definitely can get it more in the more like a, the focaccia, like the thicker, um, style. Absolutely. Um, so Japan sounds like it was a huge success. Oh yeah, it was absolutely brilliant. It was really, really good. We okay. barely, we barely scratched the surface, but. Is this a bride yeah. in a coffin? Oh no, she's, it's a, it's a woman in a, in a hot bath. Ah. Being carried down the street. Oh, <laughs> so okay. we're, we're, yeah. So Laughlin is referencing pictures Rob shared in the Discord. One of them is like looks like a float with a guy, a red guy with a huge nose. Yeah, they were carrying that around the street. Those I was, I was. Um, they, they became part of the festival. <laughs> big nose guy. Yeah, yeah. You know what they say about big noses? So. Huge dicks. Um, <laughs> uh, anything else? Uh, any, anything else about Japan that like you that you really love that you really enjoyed that you like? Oh man, I can't wait. One day I'll go back and do this again. Or oh, I, I we almost got to this, but we had to. It was the last day and we couldn't get to it. Oh, um, I would say the thing that I would like to do again would be man I'm really I'm really looking forward to seeing where this sentence ends uh, <laughs> um, I think that oh just thought, so actually tell you what the, the the real the best all the things that we like did and we saw well, that was all absolutely wonderful but the one day where I was just like oh god this is this is absolutely my happy place was uh, when we had no more destinations left but we just had a week in Tokyo at the end with absolutely no agenda and there was just a moment of being like I don't have to think about which train I'm catching next, I don't have to think about where the Airbnb is or where the hotel is or are we going to find this, it was just like I am here, stood in the middle of Tokyo with nothing to do, no luggage and that feels fucking great and that was yeah, that was a real, just a it's a moment of true inner peace. 
that is this is nice nice to enjoy when you get it that is definitely extremely appealing <laughs> uh, and i think that that's something you get with longer breaks that like i have like i i i'm looking forward to we're gonna do uh looking around two weeks um mm-hmm. maybe even like two full weeks not just two like work weeks mm-hmm. um Maybe, like, so we'll see about that, uh, for, uh, cause we, <laughs> we, we got married three years ago, uh, but we never did, uh, our honeymoon because, you know, pandemic. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I, I've never had a, a break that long. So, like, I am very much looking forward to that. Uh, we're gonna do the Southwest. Uh, we're gonna go, uh, like, see the Grand Canyon. Uh, I've never been to Vegas. And then we're also probably looking at going to, uh, LA, which I, it has been, it has been over a decade since I've been to LA. Um, I used to like go there for work very mm-hmm. recent, very frequently. I have not been there in a long time. And, um, and, uh, my wife has never been to LA at all. So, um, it will be, and also I've been playing a game that's set in post post apocalyptic LA. So that's a little, <laughs> weird. It's a little bit weird. Um, so yeah, that, that sounds, that sounds incredible. Are you, do you, th- so you, one, you have like, vis- you have gone, traveled in this calendar year alone. Yes. Like almost the entirety of the globe. It's really just like a patch of the Pacific Ocean you haven't traveled over. Oh yeah. And like, to, in order to go around, um, Russia, you go one way around the earth, uh, on the way there and the other way around the earth on the way back. We went over the North Pole. It was weird. That is weird. That is, oh, so you were like, you were over like canada and alaska then yeah 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 man man that shit's wild yeah the actual arctic circle and everything it was bizarre yeah super weird Uh, um so yeah you've you've just been fucking everywhere this year (laughs) yes yes uh not not in a hurry for another uh for a holiday Um, yeah well the long specifically the long the long plane rides seem fucking brutal yeah and the ones the ones to japan were the worst like the the eight hours or so to new york not awful pretty pretty doable that's two long youtube videos a little bit of walk around the plane a little bit of time for some food eight hours is all right 15 hours fucking dreadful yeah because like I, the longest i've done is like in like the six six and a half hour range of like of like gate to gate yeah. which means also means that you have like probably like two to three additional hours of bullshit being at airports yeah and yeah. that and like that is it that gets to me like it like the the coast to coast flights are like tiring like they're workable they're not they're not like you're so burnt out that you can't enjoy yourself but like it's long Be, sit, having to sit for six hours sucks it's unpleasant yeah um, it does. but but it's nothing compared to 15 fucking hours yeah, yeah the, the one that i was especially fucked up after was the one to new zealand i have to say yeah it how long was, was that the, the longest i have ever been on plane it was 15 hours yeah that sounds fucking hours and i like rob can't sleep on a plane oof uh i did when i was traveling a lot i don't know how well i could do it now because again it's been a long time since i was flying like every month but when i was flying frequently i got pretty good at sleeping by smashing my face against the seat in front of me <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, because I like I'm, re- I'm a relatively big dude so like i can't like if you're if you're like five foot tall you can kind of like cr- 
curl up or whatever, but like, I'm relatively big. I'm not, obviously, like, there are people who are way, way taller than me, way lankier than me, who I'm sure have an even worse time, but, um, it's like, well, I can't, like, the one, plane seats don't really recline, and there's also, like, a weird, like, hey, don't recline, even though you're reclining by all of half an inch. Um, so, like, the, the going backwards doesn't seem workable. Going forwards is the one that is the only thing that's worked for me. Yeah, I've, I've, once managed to get to sleep on a plane and it was i had a really big cushion that i had brought with me i think one on the claw machine and uh i was able to lean forwards my face in the cushion and mm. i was like ah finally comfort yeah so you just have to win at ufo catchers before yes. every flight yeah always do uh and then carry around a novelty plush yes <laughs> everywhere you go uh oh you also shared just photos of mountains is this yeah. is this in south asia during the flight no, or is this, this is, japan no this is the north pole during the flight okay yeah that's those are those seem like big mountains it's a lot it's it's a it's a weird ass route to take it was a weird ass thing that i was not expecting to see on my holiday that is that is extremely that is extremely weird and like thanks putin for f- fucking up the plane flight insult to injury everybody <laughs> It's one of the worst things he's done. Yeah, that guy. Inconveniencing Rob. Now I draw the line. (laughs) Um, Did you play any video games? Yeah, so interestingly, this is one that I played while I was on that flight flying over the North Pole. Uh, I played Wild Frost. Have you heard of Wild Frost? No, uh, I ha- I didn't before you put it on here, and then I looked at it, and I'm like, uh, this is why I haven't heard of this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So Wild Frost is a roguelike deck builder. Two of Grant's favorite words. Yeah, and two of mine that too. I love. Oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Can't get enough of them. Also yeah. the art. Also the art. I'm just like, this is a fake video game. <laughs> this is a video game that people that people are making mocking up for a movie. This doesn't look like a real video game it's a real video game so the difference between wild frost and slay the spire is thus uh in wild frost you will start each run with a randomly generated procedurally generated uh leader card and as you carry on uh you will be able to recruit um non-procedurally generated like some actually properly designed uh cards that you will add to your deck and they will be you play them in two different lanes. There's a bottom lane and there's a top lane. Um, there are tons of status effects. There are tons of all different things that you can try and combine to each other. But you, you will start with something that's completely random and then you'll get to add in uh, cards that you'll recognize. You go, oh, okay, I can do this. So I think i might be able to combine this with this and it's got the same it's got the same basic hook where uh you will play around and you'll go that went absolutely fucking atrocious let's do another one (laughs) so the the main uh so yeah this 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 released maybe three days before my flight and i wanted something that was going to be quite moorish in order to uh keep me busy for i wanted to play something new on those 15 hours and i'm pleased to say that this is a game that i have continued to play i was playing it just before uh, we recorded this podcast. However, it is uh, bastard hard in a way that I think, were it not such a cute game, you mentioned the art style. It's got very much a um, oh, app store look. An app store look, you'd say. Yeah, that's oh. at least that's. So I went onto like the Nintendo. Like, here's the page, and I'm just looking on again, not screenshots. This is like hero art. See, the vibe that I get is very much like a. Um, 
like a cartoon, like a like a uh, like a, a, a late two thousands cartoon network mm. kind of vibe, which is not not app story. I guess not. I guess not. Personally, I I I like the character design a lot. I like the art style a lot. I think it's. I think it's cute enough and charming enough that even if I end a battle and go, that was absolute fucking bullshit. I don't know how I was supposed to get through that. I'm still like, ah, this is, I like the I like the big woolly snail though. Let's see what I can spend to make the big woolly snail happy next time. Like it's is it's got enough uh, levity and it's got enough of a fun, funny vibe that even when it is uh, when it is frustrating and it will be, yeah, it will be battles. There have been battles where i've gone i I don't think there was anything that i could have done there i think i was doomed from the start i just did not get the right cards into my deck in time um the even i'm just going you know what i'm I'm enjoying playing i'm enjoying learning the systems i'm enjoying finding different combinations i'm enjoying feeling myself getting a little bit better i'm enjoying coming up with interesting strategies and seeing if stuff works i do think that there is a little bit of a problem with difficulty and i believe the developers have said yeah we're going to have a little look at the balance um, they did want it to be tough, but uh, I think there's maybe a bit of a level curve issue they've acknowledged, and they're looking at ways to sort them up. But in the meantime, uh, I'm just having a nice time. Yeah, it also seems to like be a problem with like a non-trivial amount of roguelikes. Yes. Of, like it's just like, well, this run fucking sucks. Like the idea of like randomness sounds great on paper. And then it's like, oh, yeah, like a third of the times you play, it just sucks ass. <laughs> it's like, you could, mm, maybe, maybe, maybe you should get rid of the stuff that makes it suck ass. It's Hades was very, very good at mitigating that. And I think to some extent Slay the Spire is pretty good because you get you have so often... Uh, so many opportunities to make choices and you're so likely to get at least a pretty good choice um, that it's yeah it's not so bothersome but with uh, Wild Frost there's maybe three battles between uh, the start of an area and that area's boss and it, yeah it, it, it feels like there's just something that slightly needs tweaking it feels like there's slightly um, slightly too much um, I can never remember the difference between output and randomness and input randomness but there's slightly too much randomness that i don't get it's, it doesn't feel like surfing a wave all the time sometimes it just feels like well that's the tool i've got guess this is the one that i've got um but yeah you know that's uh it's, yeah it's it's, it's 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 not lost me yet by by any means I'm, I'm still having a lovely time well that's good i mean like if it, like if you <laughs> once you are no longer locked on a plane with nothing else to do uh it's it's keeping you um busy then like i think that's probably uh says something about it yes um, um i do think that like there you could kind of tell if you fucked up making a roguelike game if you like like okay i'm gonna watch people play my game and then you were like i'm gonna go to twitch and people <laughs> being like oh no this is what i i'm starting with i'm gonna fucking die immediately and get try to get something better it's like oh yeah i fucked up oh i made the game so like lots of the time that you start playing the game people are like no 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 this is a bad run immediately like it's 30 seconds in, and people are like no 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 <laughs> Mm-mm. nope <laughs> 
Uh, it's like, oh, well, may- maybe you're, maybe you fucked up making your video game. <laughs> uh, and then what is the other item on your, uh, on your topics list? Uh, the other item I've got is Blood on the Clock Tower, which is a game that I've shouted up a few times. Um, but they, uh, that remains an absolutely fantastic game. Uh, it is the hidden role game, which, uh, everyone, everyone's got a really cool ability. All the good team have got abilities, which is going to give them information on where the evil team are and all of the evil team have got powers that can fuck with that information so then mm. there's a poisoner who can go you know what i'm going to choose this player to get wrong information tonight and then the storyteller will come up with something that's going to really help the evil team uh, i've been continuing to play that that is a lot of fun and i have uh i first off i want to chat out they're adding new characters to that game they've released two in the last couple of months one of them is uh called the uh, oh, I'm not going to go into all the details, but one of them is very cool because they are a player who is just openly on the evil team. And because, like, like in a werewolf game, the villagers every day get to decide, okay, who do we think is the werewolf? Who do we want to kill? Um, and we've got the same th- mechanic in Blood on the Clock Tower. But this openly evil character has the ability to, as long as one good player voted uh, on a execution, to just unilaterally go, you know what? We're killing that person execute them which i think is a lot of fun um and i played a couple of games on the weekend uh in just like a uh there is a board game space around the corner from my flat which uh just did like an all day of blood on the clock tower event uh, and i was the demon twice and i got to play an incredibly fun role which was uh which was the demon called the al hadikia um whose power is that they choose three people to die each night but each of those people has a choice as to whether they want to live or die. So let's say I was playing with um, you two and my cat, Pepper Cat. I would, might choose, okay, well, I want to kill Grant, Lothlin, and Pepper Cat in the night. And then, so I would point to you three, and then the storyteller would say, the Al-Hadikia has made a choice. Grant, would you like to live or die? And you silently choose whether to live or die. Lothlin, would you like to live or die? Lothlin would silently choose. Pepper Cat, do you want to live or die? Pepper Cat would silently choose. Um, and the trick is that if all three of them chose to live, then all three of them die. So they are all having to make these choices on the fly. But I was trying to do all of these tricky things where I could choose a dead player. And if they chose to live, then that dead player would come back to life. So I was choosing my evil teammates who'd been killed earlier in the game. It was very funny. It was very silly. I got rumbled on the last day, but there were enough evil votes that we were like, Rob stays alive for one more day. And I was just playing openly as the demon going like, right, who do I think I can kill in order to win this game? I didn't quite win, but it was honestly probably the most fun role that I've ever played the game. It's really stupid and really funny. And I just wanted to give it another shout out. That game continues to absolutely uh, be rad. That sounds cool. Blood yes. on the Clock Tower. So what? Uh, well, uh, I'm sure you you discussed it before. Is it is it like a card? Is it a card based game, or is it like a does it have like a board game tick to it, or is it is it all cards? It is. It is so. Ev- at the start of the game, uh, everyone will draw a token from a bag, uh, which will then go into this big uh, cardboard book that only the storyteller can see, so they know what powers everybody has got. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it is just a social game in which you are holding a sheet of paper which has a list of all of the powers that could be in play in that game so there's like a menu of 20 or so roles that go well together four demons four possible minions and i don't know like 
20 or so possible town folk um and is then just run as a moderator as a werewolf type of thing some people like to bring notebooks to be like oh rob told me that he was the fortune teller but that doesn't quite add up uh, which is very fun um but yeah it's largely played in the room with very few components other than for the storyteller. Gotcha. That makes that makes sense. That it, it, it is. So it's, you, you, would you would you describe it as like werewolf, but significantly more complicated? Uh, yes, yes. I would describe it as like the grandfather of werewolf games, the ultimate werewolf game. Um, yeah, it's really good. What if a werewolf got bit by a werewolf, and then it's an ultra werewolf? Yeah, I mean, ge- genuinely, the number of different, the number of absolutely buck wild things that like. There is one uh, demon called the Vortox who makes every single piece of information that the town uh, learns, it has to be wrong if that demon is in play. Um, which sounds, you hear that and you're like, well, how how can you even solve that as a game? But because you know that everything is wrong, there's a lot of bits of information that once you realise it's in play, you're like, oh, okay, so it's the opposite of that. And then you can absolutely bust that game wide open. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very silly. That sounds very neat. Is that is it because it's like that? Do you, is the majority of the times you've played have that it hasn't been over like Zoom or whatever? No, no, I play a lot with uh, with my friend group. Uh, like we we have a board game night every night, and we've been playing. We've played ten games of it this year, and each game goes for about two hours. I've, there's also uh, social meetup groups uh, in and around Bristol, um, which I've started going to in like a little bit before Japan, and have gone to a bunch of them after Japan. But you can you can play them online, and if I've if I've got a hankering, if I don't know what to do with the evening, and I don't have like a video game on the go, and I'm thinking, oh, it'd be fun to be a demon though, uh, or it'd be fun to find a demon. Uh, then, then yeah, it's that you you can find groups on Discord. There's there's a, there's an app that they're working through beta. You you need Patreon access to like uh, to like set up a group. But often people who are subscribed to Patreon will just go, "Hey, we're starting a lobby. Do you want to play with some strangers?" And sometimes I'm like, "Well, you know, I've not got anything going for the next two hours. Let's betray some people." <laughs> or you could just decide to play with Peppercat and Coffee Bee. Yes, <laughs> I'm always playing Blood on the Clock Tower with them. How are your cats on your, the vacation? Were they were they like brokenhearted? Were they stoked to see you when you came back? They were stoked to see us when we came back. They were fortunately not brokenhearted. It's they were around. Uh, we left them with a friend who was very very good with cats. Uh, was a former cat owner uh, up until about the start of this year. I think it was maybe the end of last year. Um, so we knew that they'd be in very good hands, and he 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 was very very good with them. And we were we were like we were getting photos throughout the. Uh, holiday and we did like when i was talking to laura being like do you think they're even sad that we're gone but we got a nice reception they were going up and rubbing against us and they were very pleased to see us which was <laughs> which was very heartwarming how well do they travel like if you put them in a, like a little crate or whatever to take them to the vet or to, to whatever to your your friend's house are they unhappy about being put into the crate they're not thrilled but they're not too bad it's they will be uh they may be meow for a couple of minutes after they go back in, and it seemed like they meowed when we shifted gears on the motorway uh, once or twice. But broadly, they would just they just quietly accept their lot in life. Uh, um, yeah, my, uh, that's interesting because Darling is um, part Siamese, mm-hmm. and so she is um, 
loud even when she's having a good time when she's having a bad time it is ear shattering the oh, amount no. of, of of yelling that goes on when she is put into a crate uh, and taken to a bed how dare you <laughs> it, is as, it is as if we are murdering her oh, <laughs> oh no uh, Laughlin, my cat is also very talkative so I know about it uh, have yes. you have you been playing anything consuming anything anything you wanted to to talk about yeah i've been playing gloomhaven oh, okay Ooh. how how have you been doing enjoying that um it's it's difficult <laughs> it's too much no it's um i've been playing gloomhaven with uh friends of mine via the internet because it's uh, as you probably already know, um, uh, it is a Kickstarter-funded uh, board game. Very, very complicated. That had um, its uh, digital version released by Steam. It's okay. excellent. That sounds but good. It, yes, but it's it's really really difficult because the you know, it, there there are campaigns, obviously. You know, uh, up to four characters in it. Each, each, each person controls one. Except when my boyfriend went away um, for a trip, then uh, I was stuck controlling two of them, and I couldn't properly learn either one. Oh, no. <laughs> it well, just fucking sucks. Great, awesome. <laughs> Sorry. And yeah. Uh, so the uh, the combat is based on like a set uh, a card deck. That you mm-hmm. have. It's quite complicated, but you have potential for some absolutely crazy, amazing combos. But you really need to learn the deck. And I've been so busy. Like literally, this is the first week after the start of the year, basically. Ugh. That that I had a little bit of a breather, and it's not going to last long, unfortunately. But yeah, so um, I didn't have time to properly learn the deck uh, of my character, which is a scoundrel. Is it still fun to lose? <laughs> and it's it's fun spending time playing. Yeah, play with your friends is cool. Yeah, with my friends. It's uh, I'm, I'm trying to call it something. It's not, it is a board game, but it's also like a role playing game a little yeah. bit. It's a dungeon crawler, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 I it's, mean, that seems it seems it seems like it's like a like I would say, but, but like maybe underutilized, like like underdeveloped the idea of of taking of taking those and like ha- having dungeon crawlers and like almost like board gamifying them instead of it being like. Hey, I'm going to run like a like a more traditional tabletop game. Having it more like I don't know, formulaic sounds too like I'm like I'm diminishing it. That's not what I mean. No, like, rules based. Yeah, yeah. Systems where based. it's le- it's le- it's where it's less uh big and like scope. Like, hey, this DM has to run the game, and more like, hey, we can all go in and play this board game that has the same feel as doing a dungeon crawl or whatever. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, and it is it is fantastic. And re- recently, like a sequel came out also via Kickstarter, which is called Frosthaven. It does not have a port to uh, Steam yet, so you can't really play it other than actually on the table. 
uh, apparently it's more streamlined and um, more fun and also uh, probably a little easier because this is this has some fucking steep learning curve and the fact that I was tossed into attempting to run two characters just barely a week after I started and it seems tough it was it was very difficult and very very stressful yeah but um, uh, but still I think it's absolutely wonderful the port uh, I mean uh, it is having a little bit of issues every now and then there are some bugs but it's nothing really that horrible Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It's it's good. Basically, it's, it, it's fine. So, so it's put out. It's put out. It's published by Asmodee, which seems to be like is like Rob. You would know better than me, but that seems to be like one of the ones where it's like, hey, this is fucking forty percent of the like board card tabletop market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a they're a big board game publisher. And where, where did they? Not, oh, they got embraced. They're part of yes, the embracer did, group right, now. Yeah. Fucking wild. Every if it's not. It's not owned by Microsoft. It's owned by the Embracer Group. Wait until uh, Activision. Now that the UK has shut down the the Microsoft Activision, <laughs> we'll wait until Activision gets embraced. Yeah. Wait. What long. Oh, the UK's um, like uh, like regulators have like said no. At least so far, there will be an appeals process to the Xbox and. Um, Activision merger. Oh. Uh, um, so, like, if they continue to say no, it's not going to happen. Um, right. And also... Microsoft already bought Activision, so... But they didn't because, like, they, they, like, initiated it, but it has to be approved by regulators in, like, every market that they're a part of. Okay, so... Wait, wait, wait. But is it just a Microsoft thing um, and Activision thing? Or is it specifically Xbox merging with, like, Battle.net? No, it's saying that, like, those two companies will not be... Like, like because of the UK ruling, it's saying the sale that, like, started in January of last year will not go through. Now, obviously, there's an asterisk like there's an appeals process and things could change but if oh, the okay. if this if this ruling is upheld then that means that like the sale does not go through and as it currently is they have in the agreement if it does not i think it's like something like july 18th or something like that where like if the deal doesn't go through by then microsoft owes activision a bunch of fucking money because the deal fell apart they could they could obviously do an agreement like hey we're going to extend our agreement so like it's it's obviously a thing that that can happen can be extended like we're going to put pause on that we'll we'll sign another contract that pause this this clause or whatever or extend this clause but as it is now time is ticking um anything else that you were that you've uh that you wanted to shout out laughlin before we move on to my topics uh, yeah, a couple of things, actually. Okay, go for it. Okay, so I got my um, uh, yachting light license, basically. In the meantime, uh, I got the um, uh, sea, sea captain license. Arr. Yeah, so I can I can sail anything I want, basically. There you go. And I got... Commandeer a uh, vessel, right, right. Yeah, and also I got a radio uh, RCA license uh, for radio operation. So, so is, that, is that useful for sailing? Or is that just like strictly for operating on land? No, this is just for uh, sailing, and it is uh, necessary to have at least one uh, radio operator on board every time you are sailing somewhere. 
Because you got so to you you So gotta. I can be a skipper and a radio operator. Basically, I can solo sail anywhere I want now. And where you want is d- directly to the North Pole. No, thank you. <laughs> no, no. Um, we are taking a trip to um, Italy uh, at, in the autumn. So that it's still nice. warm, but not as touristy anymore. And we're going to sail around... Sicily and uh, volcano islands around there. That sounds delightful. Yes, yes, it is. Um, and I've been I've been knitting a lot also to release the what, stress. Of yeah. Myself. What did you did you knit anything like particularly nice? Yes, I did. What did you, what, what, what's your what's your uh, what's your most impressive recent knitting uh, project? I'm, I'm going to show you the, the thing that I made uh, last time. I just need to find the picture of it, which was... Oh, here it is. Okay. So I knitted this um, tee okay. that, that is um, gradient from white through orange through gray to black. Yeah, it's like it's like a, like it's, a checkered pattern. It's a No, it's a V-neck tee with, like, stripes that go from... Yeah, but I mean, like the when the the gradient part, like oh, I see that, like you've like you knitted it, like oh, it's go like you're when the, when you're moving from white into like the the orange or like salmon color, like oh, uh, I see, I see the like little checkers, like oh, you're 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 integrating. Here's we X percent white yarn versus no, y- actually, this this is interesting because this is a yarn uh, that was. Uh, made from four strands of uh, like tiny little threads oh it's they it's pre-made to look that way I yes see. except for the orange part which i added uh, for, with a different yarn but it matches the color because i wanted like a big like orange block there where the where the um, sleeves end so i wouldn't have to worry about matching the gradient rest of the gradient that's very it's, cool yeah uh so uh, the the the, the four strands change color one by one, and gotcha. it goes like this. <laughs> that's very, that's very neat. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> I'm looks very great. happy with it. Uh, it's um, pardon. Oh, I didn't say anything. Oh, it just said it looks great. Oh, thanks. Uh, and it's from it's made from a from a. <laughs> you're gonna laugh because it's me. Uh, Halloween special edition yarn. Okay, I, I, I was worried you were gonna say cat-based yarn. I was gonna be like, oh no, no, uh, no but no, no. Ha- Halloween yarn is safe. fine. It's yeah, fine. Halloween special edition, basically. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I also knitted several other things, mostly like vests because it was cold. And I have a picture also, just let me find it, of a sweater that I made uh, from, I think I already showed you the sweater now. I'm not sure, but I, I might have. Uh, it's a p- purple one with uh, with a colorful yoke. Uh, Somewhere maybe um, oh, it's me. I yeah. love colorful yolks. <laughs> Not yolk, yolk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think I didn't show you that yet. So one second. Uh, I have to dig out the the picture. This is a, this is what it's like being on a Zoom call at work <laughs> of people being like, "Where's the button in Zoom to do the thing?" <laughs> 
my uh, my grandmother was a not really a knitter, but she did needlepoint, and there was just like oh shit, just like an infinite supply of of needlepoint stuff. And like so, when she died, like it, all most of it went out to my like the her supplies went out to my uh, my uh, aunt because uh, she mm-hmm. also does needlepoint, and they're just like oh, she just has like thousands of things of like oh she needed this like uh, she bought this 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 um thread but she only really needed like a couple of inches of it but you times that by like you know a hundred different pieces and then she just has like mountains of fucking thread that goes unused oh yeah i feel this <laughs> oh I, I yes i have seen i have seen you show this um earlier months ago i think yeah oh, there, there were also a couple of socks and uh uh, what else? Uh, like two sweater vests that I have. One I'm wearing right now actually is very fluffy and, um, yeah, fluffy and warm. So sounds yeah. good. Sounds like a really good um, like winter uh, um, attire. Yes. And Sorry, then, I'm cough- coughing myself to death. <laughs> are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm just <laughs> muting as I <laughs> hack for no reason. Oh, I see. And now I, I started on a sweater that's going to look a little bit like a Bob Ross painting. I do like Bob Ross. <laughs> Who doesn't, right? I'm going to show you a picture from uh, from the patterns. Um, that's pretty good. Yeah. Except mine is going to be better. <laughs> more Bob Rossy. No, more, well, happy, more happy so, little trees. No, the, the background of the trees is going to be dark green instead of brown because it brown and uh, like the 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 the, um, the lines around the mountains snowy mountain peaks are going to be gray and the sky blue is going to go all the way up to the end to the to the color cool so it's more balanced like that i think so yeah. very good excellent those are that's very impressive i definitely do not have the uh, the patience to mm-hmm. sit there and work on it for that long but uh it is clearly it is worth it is worth the effort because those uh, those finished results are are very very lovely thanks yeah so i've been doing that and i've been playing the indie um i both of my characters because uh, there are two two campaigns uh, both of my characters are now level 12. What's the current max level? It's 20. Okay. So okay. you're 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 getting up there. Yeah, but uh keep in mind that most actually most uh, campaigns uh when people play don't usually end on level 20. Most of them end around like 12 to 15 and that's Yeah, because it. the end stuff is like wild. Like we're like, "Oh, I'm going to rip off rip open this mountain with a spell or whatever." Exactly. Yeah, and uh, well no, no nobody wants that. So well, we are going to actually both of the campaigns cuz they're run by the same dungeon master are uh, finishing now it's we are both um both games are basically at the very end we have like one maybe two big battles ahead of us and that's it this, wow. this, this is uh, this is all we we get level 12 and then we are start, starting another one do you do you plan on keeping like the same like character background or are you going to just roll entirely new setting or whatever no we are rolling another we are going to play in a different part of the continent and we are rolling another two uh, another set of uh, characters for that we are going to start at level two and i already have both of them prepared and one is going because right now i'm playing um a druid slash warlock yeah because she she 
she has a thing for for the for the fairies and um, took on a, pa- a patron uh, is a queen of air and darkness basically so that's that's her warlock patron uh, and uh, the other one is just a straight up cleric. Mm, I, okay, yeah, sure. Because like I know different stages of D and D. Like I want to say, what was it? I think it was three point five, where it was like if you're not multiclassing, you're gonna have a bad time. Yeah, uh, a lot of the in the optimization community right now. Uh, there is also this um, idea that well, yeah, there are some builds are. Um, very heavily multiclassed sometimes. At least two, if not three, classes are added. Um, I don't feel the need to multiclass as a cleric at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, with a druid, druids also don't really are not really that uh, that good at multiclassing into stuff. Uh, especially the way I play it, which is caster. If I was like more like um. um like a shape-shifting druid that I would probably want to multiclass into like a fighter or something like that. But no. And I only took those levels in Warlock for story reasons. Mm. That <laughs> makes sense. It was a like, great decision. In, in yeah, opinion. I mean, like, I think about, even like in video games, like some of the stuff that like involves like class-based stuff impacting your story where like, I think it's so cool that in part some of Dragon Age you can like be like yeah I'm gonna be a blood mage like unfortunately they don't do enough with it like in the setting like being deciding to be a blood mage should be like a way bigger have way bigger impact but I do like that you could just be like yeah I'm gonna go ahead and be a blood mage now yeah or in the third one a necromancer I'm gonna be a necromancer <laughs> yeah yeah and um, people are like yeah that, that this is not really that cool you know yeah no like, I'm fine. The- Maybe Look don't the, resurrect the, the dead. I got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that sounds that sounds all very good. Um, as for me, uh, I've been playing Burning Shores, which is the DLC for Horizon uh, Forbidden West, and Ooh. it is a PS5 exclusive. I am having a great time. I love I love Horizon. I love Hor- I- I- Forbidden West is a great game, and this is more of that. It is set in LA, the post post apocalyptic LA. Um, it looks beautiful. So weirdly, one of the things that they talked about well, the reason why they one of the reasons why they dropped um, PS4 support for this. DLC, which is kind of like what they did with Dragon Age at some point, uh, was like there's a bunch of reasons, technical reasons why like we wouldn't be able to do the things we wanted to do if we had to support the PS4, and one of them is like the cloud tech, and that sounds ridiculous. It sounds silly, but here's the the context is you spend a lot of time on your f- flying mount in <clears throat> in this DLC and even like late game. Uh, horizon and you are when you are in out the la like map region like you spend so much time around the clouds and the weather tech that they have and like the way that the clouds it, it really really makes a lot of sense like why they were spending so much energy on this thing and you say clouds and you're just like well come on surely the ps4 could render slightly lower resolution clouds or whatever it's like no i get it like they were building like a whole robust like weather simulation system in the clouds and I, I, it sounds silly. And like, even if you look at like a screenshot, you'd be like, I don't know, those are good looking clouds, but mm. whatever. But when you see it in, in motion and you see it up close, because like, you can literally just fly up to the clouds. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, I see one why you 
decided to do this, and two, why you made like a, a technical blog post about the clouds? <laughs> because like, oh, this is actually really really cool. Um, it's like twenty bucks. It's like a ten to fifteen hour DLC. It's really cool. Um, it's not like it isn't going to like change the game if you don't like Horizon Forbidden West. This isn't going to like convert you to like it or whatever. But if you like Horizon Forbidden West, it is it is just a really really rock solid DLC. So that is just what I wanted to. <clears throat> Shout out on that front. Um, as we were recording, we are on the, the verge of Star Wars Jedi Survivor coming out. Um, it's coming out as we're recording this tomorrow and it is getting rave reviews significantly, like even better than the first game, which reviewed really well. And I like the first game a whole bunch. And people seem to think this is, this is, you know, the best Star Wars game in some time, in a, in a significant amount of time. So I am, I am particularly, um, stoked about that. And then also, we're so close to Tears of the Kingdom. Rob, what's your, give me your hype check. Tears of the Kingdom, next Legend of Zelda game. Uh, I'm gonna buy it first day. I know, I, I, I mentioned this in the, uh, in the Discord. I know nothing about it, pretty much, other than it is the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Yeah. But I I have received enough general hubbub that I am aware that one of the recent trailers has gone, oh no, this is how it's different to Breath of the Wild, and people are going bug nuts over it. And that's all I need to know. It's like, yeah. I'm, I'm in the really happy position of my hype level is, I think I'll enjoy that, but manageable. And everyone else's hype level is the signal that I'll probably enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm definitely very excited. Like, I am infinitely frustrated that all video games have to come out on top of each other. Um, <laughs> But, but, like, too many good video games is, like, a relatively good, uh, problem to have. Yes. Um, but, like, yeah, so, like, the people, they have, they have let some outlets, like, play the first, like, I don't think it's the first couple of hours, I think it is, like, a cherry-picked couple of hours, but, like, some outlets have, have actual hands-on, uh, thing, and, like, it's coming out on the 12th of May, so, like, we are there, like, it, it is, like, it is, like, two weeks away. We are, we are, we are very, very, very near, uh, a, a really, really, really big release. So yeah, I'm I'm I wasn't excited for a long time, and I think that it's, it was like almost like a self preservation thing, of like, <laughs> is this a video game? It's hard to tell. <laughs> um, but but now that now that there's like actual tangential or, or like tangible things rather, um, of like no people are playing it. Here's the release trailers. Like here you go. Here's the ad that they're going to run on like cable networks. Um, it's like okay, this is a video game that I can be excited about now, and Excellent. I will I. I, I I will uh i will just say that like yeah the stuff that they showed the trailers are really fucking cool so Excellent. like yeah like it's neat it's it's good and i um i i am not of the of the same ilk of like i like cravings the surprise part but it's just like yeah no i think i think you will be you will be just fine knowing that like yeah people are happy with it so far yeah. <laughs> people are happy with what they've seen no that's exactly the level i like to hear that's ideal um i have another i have two more topics to try to squeeze squeeze have you been watching the latest se- se- series of Taskmaster Realm? I have indeed. I have also been watching it as it's been ah. coming out. How have you? Uh, how have you been finding it? I've been continuing to enjoy it. I feel like I feel like there's a base level past which Taskmaster. Uh, you, you're always assured to have some dang Taskmaster, you know? Yeah. Oh, yes, definitely that. I will say this series, maybe more so than any other series, has like no ringer in it at all. <laughs> when you mean like, ringer, sorry. Like, okay, so like what I mean is like somebody who's like there and it's like, oh, this person is clearly like 
on the path to winning. Like, right, right. Somebody who's really like there to fucking like, like I think about like um one of the pandemic seasons. Like, uh, what's what's her name? Daisy. What the fuck? Oh, Daisy May Cooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daisy May Cooper. She didn't end up winning by like she she lost by like a point or whatever. But it's like she's in there and she's like, I'm here to fucking crush it. Yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna fucking stomp this shit. <laughs> and there's none of that in the series. No, I thought it might have been May Martin uh, initially. But turns but out no. <laughs> no, not at all been the case. It's are you up to date on Tuscan? Yes. Or, or yes. I have not seen whatever has come out this this week. I don't know no. if there's if, I think was it Thursday? Is it, yeah. is it Thursday? Okay. It's, so, it's been out while we've been recording. It's, it was when it was broadcasting on terrestrial television. Okay, so like I have not seen that, but every episode before I think four I think I've seen four episodes. Yeah. I, I I really enjoyed them arguing about what constitutes throw. Uh, yes. In the most recent episode. I found that incredibly funny. I've been surprised. I've seen Ivo Graham live and I'd, I'd never really got him as a personality. But having now seen him on this, I find him incredibly funny. Yeah. Especially like the way, the way he handles like the, the ta- I'm trying to remember what the specific task was when he was in the, the, um, the trailer, the caravan as, as. Oh, goodness. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. Just like, oh, okay. Like you're not going to score well, but man, <laughs> like he, he's weird. He has the vibes of like a niche of like a, oh, this is somebody who can't fucking get anything. And yet he's won like two episodes so far. And I think it's just like, uh, discuss is, is like, oh, representative of the, 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 not quality in terms of like entertainment, but quality in terms of like goodness, uh, like quality of, of, of task solving that we're getting in the series. Yes. Yes. That's very true. Um, so yeah, Taskmaster, uh, it's good. I continue to enjoy Taskmaster. Really it's, good. it's good. Um, thumbs up. The other, the last thing, um, at long fucking last. Delaware, uh, cannabis is legal in Delaware now. Um, hey. it's, so, uh, both the, so there's two, there was two bills. Um, one legalized it, um, uh, basically said like, Hey, you can have up to this amount of, of cannabis and, uh, like you can display it. You can possess it. Um, here's what you have to do if you want to put it in a car. You can't just like have it next to you when you're driving. Um, things like that. And the other part is like the regulatory stuff. So like, how do you license people to sell it? Well, like, what are they allowed to do? What, like, how old do you have to be? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that part, the second part just became a law today as we're recording. Um, oh my. So the first part of legalizing was, uh, was on Sunday. Um, and that happened. Um, our sh- <laughs> shitty governor, <laughs> uh, R- governor reefer madness. Um, he was put in a position where if he, if he vetoed it, if he vetoed the bills, there was enough support. There was more than enough support in both chambers to override his veto. And it seemed like it was like much more likely this time around because people had like the, the fear of God put into them <laughs> from, uh, <laughs> from last year. Um, and I think solely to save face and not be the first governor in like decades in Delaware to have his veto overridden. He's like, I'm not going to sign it. But like in Delaware, like many, um, jurisdictions in the United States, you can, like a, the, the governor or whatever, the president or whatever you're talking about can instead do the option of not signing the bill and then letting basically the timer tick down. So in Delaware, it's 10 days. Uh, and then if he doesn't sign the bill 
in 10 days, it just becomes law without his signature. And that's what he chose to do, which is like the pettiest way to handle it, I think. Um, and he was so shitty about it. And then he announced, he's like, I'm going to do it, but I, I'm not happy about it. Um, so the fuck you, John Carney is what I'm here to say. You did, you finally, we finally bullied you to get you to do the thing we wanted. Um, but you were shitty about it the whole time. Um, <laughs> so that sucks. And I don't like that guy very much. Um, but finally, we fucking did it. It took, so, it took so much effort to do it. Um, it's so long, so long and so much work to get it done. Um, but it's finally done. And, uh, so the, it, the clock starts ticking. We have 16 months to get all of the, like, the, the framework, uh, all the people, like, licensed and everything. And so about, about 16 months from today, we will have a cannabis sales here in Delaware. Um, wow. yeah. Um, so it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, and Minnesota is about to, about to legalize, uh, Maryland passed there, Maryland, which is a state that's right next to me, passed theirs, um, in November, but it does not go into effect until July. So that's, um, that's about to happen very soon. Um, and then also like New Hampshire, I think is also, um, in the process of maybe, maybe legalizing. So it's very cool. Not my understanding, no movement whatsoever in Europe. <laughs> oh, God, no. Keir Starmer, uh, is, saying that he's declaring war on the smell of cannabis smoke wafting into people's windows. He's gone, that's not a minor crime, that's a major crime. Fucking prick. Gotta love criminalizing scents. What a cool guy that guy is. You fucking cop. Yeah. Uh, Also, I have some bad news. Joe Biden is running, and Bernie Sanders has already endorsed him. Oh, dang. Yeah, it's real bad. It's real fucking, it's real fucking bad here, you guys. All right, let's wrap this sucker up. Rob, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, robdwebster.com. Uh, Laughlin, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, sometimes on Instagram. It's a Laughlin. If you want to see what I do, head over to Grant Bruner. Dot com. For the Weekly Roar, I'm Grant Bruner. I'm Rob Webster. And that's Laughlin. Have a good one.